Welcome to The Hammer, where we hit the nail on the head with insights from the world of Canadian renovation and custom home contracting. Now here's your host, the editor of Canadian Contractor Magazine, Patrick Flannery. Hi everyone and welcome to The Hammer. I'm Pat Flannery. A little something different today. I had an opportunity to interview Monty McNaughton, the Ontario Minister of Labour, Training and Skills Development. Uh, he was announcing the formation of Skilled Trades Ontario, uh, which is going to be the new Skilled Trades and Apprenticeship Regulator for Ontario, uh, replacing the uh, late and unlamented uh, Ontario College of Trades. Um, I uh, got to talk to the minister uh, all about his plans to uh, promote the trades, to try to attract the next generation, uh, about the uh, inspection and enforcement plans uh, for the new regulator, uh, changes to licensing fees, uh, changes to the governance uh, from the Ontario College of Trades to the new uh, leaner board that they'll be using uh, for Skilled Trades Ontario. And at the end, we were able to get into uh, a little bit about some of the big changes that he announced uh, for the WSIB leadership, uh, the new, uh, new chair and uh, president over there. Uh, now, uh, Minister McNaughton only had uh, about 15 minutes for me, so uh, we did something a little uh, fun and different uh, this time. Uh, I invited uh, Gord Warnoff uh, to come in and do uh, a bit of a pundit-style analysis uh, of the minister's comments after we were done. Uh, Gord is a, uh, uh, he, he writes for Canadian Contractor Magazine. He does uh, our Creative Eye uh, pieces that I know many of you read and enjoy. Uh, he is a, uh, uh, well, what they used to call a shop teacher. Uh, now it's called Woodworking and Construction Technology at uh, Holy Trinity Secondary in uh, Curtis, Ontario. And he's a former contractor himself. So Gord was really the perfect guy to have in to uh, talk about the minister's con comments and then uh, get into some of the larger issues around regulating the trades and training and apprenticeship, uh, which are things he uh, is quite passionate about and, and knows quite a bit about uh, working as he does with uh, high school students all the time and uh, trying to encourage them to get into the trades. So uh, please enjoy my conversation with uh, the Honourable Minister Marty McNaughton and uh, Gord Warnoff. I am joined by the Honourable Monty McNaughton. He is the Ontario Minister of Labour, Training and Skills Development. Minister McNaughton, thanks so much for joining me. Well, Patrick, great to uh, talk to you again. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, you know, we're, we've got to, uh, we've got to speak to uh, the contractors and the, uh, and the skilled trades uh, pros across the country here and across uh, Ontario about, uh, about some of the, the, the big announcement today. Why don't you uh, just start us off uh, quickly with what, what has the change been with the uh, ending of the Ontario College of Trades as Ontario's, uh, I guess, apprenticeship and skilled trades regulator and the launching of the new uh, skilled trades, is it skilled trades Alliance or skilled trades Ontario we're calling skilled it. trades Ontario. Right. Okay. Tell, tell us, tell us, I guess, in a nutshell, uh, what's happened here. Well, Premier Ford and our government's on a mission to get more people uh, into the skilled trades. These are great opportunities uh, for people out there. I mean, we all know people in the trades making six figures, many with defined pensions uh, and benefits. As well, if we want to build infrastructure projects on time and on budget, we need the labor force uh, to do that. Everything that uh, I'm doing is really built around three pillars. Uh, ending the stigma around the trades, uh, simplifying the apprenticeship system, and getting uh, employers and contractors to bring on uh, more apprentices. 
what we announced today with the new agency, Skilled Trades Ontario, is really built around that second piece uh, to simplify the apprenticeship system. And it's a it's sort of an arm's length agency. It's it's not actually in the ministry. Is that would that be the correct way to look at it? Yeah, it's a, a real small government uh, approach. It's going to be a, a nimble uh, one stop shop uh, for tradespeople and employers. Uh, it is uh, an arm's length uh, agency of the government. We announced uh, an eleven member uh, board today to oversee Skill Trades Ontario. Contrast that to. Uh, OCOT under the Liberals, and they had uh, more than 20 people on the board. Mm, there you go. We'll get into more of that in a minute. Um, the um, One of the points that came out uh, uh, in the press uh, conference today uh, that I thought was uh, uh, very interesting was 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 your focus and your, your, your well, your focus on uh, the marketing and promotion of the trades, uh, which uh, is probably an element that has been missing, uh, I think, in a lot of past uh, efforts in this in this regard, and and I think the need for that was illustrated. One of the questions you got was, "Doesn't everyone already know that the skilled trades are a great job and 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 make six figures and all the rest of it?" Uh, I, I thought your answer to that was bang on, and I would agree with you that that actually it's not. Uh, and uh, it, talk talk to me a little bit more about, in your view, uh, why why that's such a critical component of what you're going to be trying to do. Well, I've been really clear. I mean, governments of all stripes over the past couple of decades have seemed to push, you know, every kid into a university pathway. You don't have to go to university to be successful. There are other career opportunities out there. Uh, I, I talk proudly about the skilled trades. I, you know, I, I grew up working with people in the trades in our family hardware and lumber store. Uh, there's more than 140 different trades uh, to choose from. And we really have to end the stigma around the trades to uh, tell parents and educators like guidance counselors and young people about the great opportunities uh, in the trades. We all know people uh, in the trades that have started their own business or they like the trades because they can travel the entire country and work. So there's a lot of positive elements, not just the pay. Yeah, absolutely. Entry into owning your own business. Uh, uh, as I think one of the one of the good lines you had in the in the conference was, uh, you know, once you've got a skilled trade, you've got a job for life. Uh, pretty much, you know, it's 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 immune to uh, to a lot of changes that are out there. It's it's certainly something that uh, we need to let uh, we need to let the kids know about. Um, the one one of the other points that I picked up on was um, the uh, the inspection regime. Uh, the, there's going to be a, a clearer line of difference between uh, what Skilled Trades Ontario does and uh, and what uh, the ministry does. Uh, basically, the ministry is going to be looking at oversight and enforcement. STO is going to be looking at uh, the actual regulation, the training, the promotion, uh, some of those things. Um, give me a give me a little more detail on on what's happening with inspections and enforcement of uh, of the certifications for for apprentices in the trades. Well, that's all being handled by the Ministry of Labor, Training and Skills Development uh, inspectors. Last year, we hired uh, 100 new inspectors, so it brings it the inspector to the largest in in provincial history. One of the problems with OCOT. Uh, quite frankly, was their uh, inspectors. It became very politicized. Uh, so we closed down the Ontario College of Trades or OCOT on December 31st and moved the uh, compliance and enforcement over to the Ministry of Labour inspectors. So they're going out, you know, checking obviously that workplaces and job sites are safe uh, and uh, they'll be responsible for compliance and enforcement of the trades. 
kind of similar to the um, safety regime, right? You have the you have the agencies that 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 issue safety certifications and and make the regulations and tell people what they should do. But when it comes to enforcement and investigating uh, uh, things that have gone wrong, it, that that falls back to the ministry. It, it, similar along those lines, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the Ministry of Labor inspectors, um, you know, are, are well thought of. They're you know, nonpartisan, nonpolitical. I mean, they they do a good uh, job. And I really want, you know, the agency's focus to be on uh, streamlining uh, apprenticeships. I mean, under OCOT, it was taking 60 days to register uh, for an apprenticeship. We want that down to uh, a matter of days. It's things like that. And of course, we already talked about the promotion and marketing uh, of the trades to really drive that message home to parents and educators and young people about the career opportunities awaiting them well i'll echo you that you hear you hear again and again in the in the industries that uh that that the cumbersome nature of that uh, of the of the apprenticeship and the certification process has always been a major stumbling block it's why so many uh, uh, uh apprentices are running around and, and don't get their tickets for years and years because it's just too much uh so uh yeah there's 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 definitely an, an advantage to be had there um, now the, the the new face of uh, of the STO, uh, well, I don't know how new he is, but uh, uh, Mike Sherrard, I believe it is, um, was uh, was was also on the call, and uh, and he made an interesting point um, that um, that decisions to uh, certify and decertify uh, uh, industries and trades uh, were going to be taken uh, uh, very thoughtfully. Uh, it sounded like there's a uh, it sounded like there's a well, uh, tell me if you agree. Uh, is there a bias here towards not bringing more trades uh, underneath a regulatory regime, not designating more mandatory trades, uh, or or was I reading that wrong? Well, this is something that the STO uh, agency will will certainly uh, manage. I mean, they committed, and something that I've done uh, as minister for the last three years or so is to do consultation with uh, business, labor, you know, workers. Uh, I think that's uh, most important, and I know they're going to move forward with setting up uh, advisory committees made up of people uh, in the industry, inc uh, including tradespeople. Um, we did port over all 144 uh, trades as they currently are uh, to Skilled Trades Ontario. But again, a lot of work. I mean, the main priority right now is to get it launched. We've got the new leadership team in place and the new digital portal, which is going to be really part of streamlining and simplifying the apprenticeship system. In in your view, are there are there trades in Ontario that should be um, that should be mandatory that are not at this time? I, I'm sure. I mean, we are you know pushed from different groups to uh, classify prof certain professions as as trades. But uh, to be honest, uh, you know, my my focus again is being getting this agency launched and and really pushing that message to end the stigma and. Also pushing employers to bring on apprentices because we do need those people to get the full scope of the trade and, and the hours so they can get their apprenticeship to become a, a journey person. So that's been my focus, but there's still lots of work to do. Well, that's probably a good answer because getting everybody in an industry and in a trade to agree on the same answer to that question is pretty much impossible anyway. So there you go. Um, uh, there was some mention of fee changes. I believe uh, there was a, a, a elimination of a, licensing fees and halving for fees for journey person. Do I have that right? You're right. Yeah. We eliminated apprenticeship fees and we cut journey person's fees in half. Okay. That's, that'll be popular. 
Um, the um, now there, there's been uh, you referenced before, uh, and 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 we heard it again and again over the years. Uh, 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 I'll admit I never really. Uh, understood the, the 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 very nuts and bolts of the whole thing, but there's been a lot of comments about the past governance structure of the of the of the of the Ontario College of Trades and and how that was, I guess, just a, a more or less permanent barrier to uh, to to improvement of that organization. Um, uh, you mentioned the size of the board. Is, is that all it is, or are there other things that uh, that that have changed there that are that are going to make this, I guess, more responsive, more nimble, all the all the things that you want it to be. That's exactly, you know, how this agency is going to be uh, run. I mean, it's my, uh, you know, my my focus has been to create this small government uh, approach. Um, I didn't want it coming back uh, in the bureaucracy here at the ministry. I think it's best to have um, experts and uh, a board with the right competencies and skills uh, to manage this, as well as to consult uh, with stakeholders. I know one of the problems uh, under OCOT is the uh, training standards and curriculums hadn't been updated for many, many years. I've heard of some trades where it's been a, a decade and a half since they've had an update. Uh, technology's changed a lot. I mean, a lot of things in these trades have changed. So yes, we want a nimble, responsive, small government approach uh, to the skilled trades. Yeah, I thought that was another great point was, was the focus on training. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's, that's just been, it, it's kind of hand in glove with, with the whole apprenticeship idea is that there has to be a strong training component to it. And, uh, and, and a lot of times those two functions were sort of separated and, and, and one thing was happening over here and then the apprenticeship thing was happening over there. Um, talk, talk to me a bit about the focus on training under the STO. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, incredibly important. Uh, I said today, we're spending $1.5 billion over four years uh, on apprenticeship and training and, and getting people into the trades. That's $1.1 billion more than the former government. So that's how much of a priority uh, it is for us. Um, so again, that's one of Skilled Trades Ontario's top priorities is, is to look at training. We've got to move quickly on that to make sure that uh, it's modernized and, and responsive to industry and, and the trades. Well, listen, uh, we'll be watching developments closely. It, uh, it sounds like uh, uh, it, the, the, the great thing is that, is that the focus is there from you uh, and, 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 and your ministry has, uh, has obviously been uh, very passionate about the skilled trades, I, I think, ever since you got in. So that's, uh, that's, that's a nice thing to see. Uh, on a, on a, now for something completely different, as Monty Python used to say, um, the, uh, there was a big announcement also, uh, I guess it was last week, about the WSIB. Uh, new leadership at the top, uh, and some interesting comments from you about the uh, desire to uh, get out of that Front Street location, or, or at least some of it out, or something. And uh, and and again, I guess I, I guess I can streamline and 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 focus down that organization. Tell me first of all why new new leadership was needed at the WSIB. Well, I, you know, I thanked uh, Elizabeth Whitmer, who's been the chair of the WSIB for uh, better decade now. Uh, they've done incredible work getting rid of the unfunded liability and really bringing the organization uh, to the best financial health in its history. But it's important to continue driving efficiencies and change. That's why I've appointed a, a new board chair and a new president and CEO. I think there's a lot of opportunities to really create a, a better system for workers and also a better system for employers. 
one of the things I've tasked uh, the new leadership at the WSIB uh, to do is, is look at their outrageous real estate footprint. I mean, you know, part, part of the, one, one of the departments uh, at the WSIB on Front Street is a, a call center. Do we really need to have a, a call center in the most expensive real estate uh, in the country? And I think it's important that we look at alternatives and again, just to have it run more efficiently and better will be good news for workers and employers. Yeah, I, I, I imagine a lot of the people uh, employed there might appreciate not having to go to downtown and go and live in downtown Toronto. Uh, uh, anyways, it seems like the kind of work, a lot of it that could be done, uh, you know, elsewhere, even from home, uh, a lot of it. Uh, yeah, and as I said, I mean, there's over $6 billion in surplus funds at the WSIB. Yeah. We need to ensure that um, we're returning money back to businesses, especially now those small safe employers along main street that's been obviously impacted by the pandemic and also to ensure that we're there to protect injured workers well thank you for that uh minister monty mcnaughton thank you so much for uh for joining me and uh answering my questions about uh sto and uh, and the wsib uh, a lot going on over there and we'll be uh watching with interest as things go forward great well patrick great uh talking to you again and i wish you all the best well, that was very interesting. And now I'm here with Gord Warnoff. Gord is, uh, will be well known to uh, some of you as uh, the guy who is writing our uh, Creative Eye uh, department in the uh, in Canadian Contractor Magazine. He's uh, running around the, the, the country and, uh, and, and, and featuring some of the, uh, the great projects that are out there and doing some terrific interviews and collecting all those nice uh, photos. But uh, uh, Gord also has a, uh, a day job. Uh, he is the uh, woodworking and construction technology teacher at uh, Holy Trinity Secondary School in Curtis, Ontario. And uh, Gord is also, of course, a, a former and current part-time uh, contractor. So Gord Warnoff, welcome so much. And uh, I, I, I can't wait to have a good chat with you today about what we just heard. Thanks a lot for having me, Pat. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah. This is this is cool. This is a little different for me, a little different for uh, for our audience. Uh, but uh, you know, we we heard that the that the minister could only give me fifteen minutes. That's how uh, that's how these high power high powered political types roll. Uh, and uh, I guess they don't want me uh, going off on a on a tangent on them. And uh, but so uh, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fill up a little more time here. And and I but I think it'll be good time. Uh, with um, with some uh, with some insight from 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 you on what we heard and and, and a little discussion about what uh, what the minister had to say. So start us off. What, what were your what were your what were your general impressions? What do you think of the direction? Uh, I like it. I think those three cornerstones: the ending the stigma, um, simplifying the process of applying and being becoming an apprentice, uh, and making it easier for employers and apprentices to sort of manage the system. Those are great like that if you want to start with those three and if you can get those nailed down then problem solved it's good uh yeah, but I we'll think, see what the rollout's like you know yeah it, it's all in the it's all in the execution isn't it and in in, in in all of these things uh so often I, I think um i think they did do uh i was part of a press conference that they had had uh, prior to this and uh, I, I think they did do quite a bit of consultation and you know i think those three things were the the complaints that were sort of coming out of the business owners uh, about the about the trade system uh, as it existed maybe maybe to that point what what had you heard I, i'm always like like ocot got so much resistance right and it became so toxic 
it, it was it was it was just a you know it was a curse word with a lot of people in the industry. And um, in, in your view, what were the like like what did you heard about about why people were so against that that organization? Well, it's it seemed like to me in the trades, like when I was on job sites, it seemed largely uh, it, everyone just assumed it was a cash grab. You know, there was you had to all of a sudden start paying uh, money to this organization, whereas before you hadn't. And what was the benefit? You know, you don't even get a special like FBI badge that you can flip out at a job site and be like, I'm a tradesman. You know, there's nothing. It's just they take your money. There's a level of enforcement. You never know when they're going to come enforce things. And uh, you're just kind of beholden to this power that doesn't really, you don't really see. It's not, it's not in your life helping you. It's just a thing that it's another paper chase that you got to do, you know? Yeah. Cause it was kind of like a case of, well, you know, before you went through your whole apprenticeship process and, and, you know, that was enough of a pain in the ass and expensive enough and time consuming enough and all the rest of that. And it's like, well, now you still have to do all the same thing. Only, you get to pay for the privilege. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, and get- so it got all tied up. I think too, like, like, uh, like, like Monty was saying, like, or the minister rather. Uh, you can call like, him Monty. I call him Monty when we're not okay. on. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't want to diss anyone, but it's like, I think you know they associate it with like this is a a liberal man putting his hand in my pocket, you know, and. Mm-hmm nothing i don't get anything you know and it's just more enforcement more bureaucracy more red tape and uh, but at the same time you know like if we look at like say europe's apprenticeship system it's so dialed in and like you know they start you when you're young and like you get special pants and you get special socks and everything is so regulation and so like um uniform for everyone in that trade and it's like really a well thought out program and I think that the apprentices come out of European countries like artists, you know, masters of their crafts and no, there's no surprises for them for the rest of their lives on the job site. Whereas in this country, it kind of started out in this more of a cowboy way and it's not as dialed in. And maybe if OCOT was trying to make it more European and maybe this new program, the Skilled Trades Ontario is going to try and dial it in and make it more precise like that. Uh, you're going to have a hard time corralling all these cowboys that have been like, you know, doing cash jobs on the side. Oh, I'm a firefighter and I make, you know, I make my hundred K salary, but I do contracting on the side, uh, whatever, like all these people, all not, not so much the big players, you know, um, the big tract builders, but small contractors, it is going, it's going to be hard to corral these people and regulate this, you know? Yeah. It, 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 I've had a lot of discussions and spent a lot of time looking at that at the at, at the European situation and and there's there, there's a big school over there the Rosenheim Institute that uh, that that administers a lot of that uh, unbelievable research and all, all kinds of great things coming out of that place. I mean I mean do, do they do they turn out a a, a higher level of of, of craftsmen? <laughs> no no question. Uh, I mean they they are they are unbelievable and you can go you can go and get university but you can get a PhD. Right. Oh. Like, I, like, I mean, you yeah, can, yeah. Like, like you can go right through this thing. And, but, but the other thing that gets pointed out to me is that, um, is that the environment in Europe is obviously very different. Uh, everything is channeled through the, um, through the associations there, uh, the, the industry associations are quasi governmental. They, they have a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of authority over, over the, um, over the trades. 
uh, and over the businesses in general. Um, the uh, and the unions obviously are 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 huge, powerful. You basically can't work unless you're in the union. I think in a lot of the countries, um, and and so that that sets up sort of the, the the structure where where a young person can go into the trades and have an entire career path set out before them uh you know they might work with different companies but it's going to be largely the same you know thing all the way through and and so yeah like you say that that cowboy element of of sort of a free market free wheeling situation is 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 really absent there i i mean i don't think you could live like that even if you wanted to right uh, you know yeah like sort of all the underground economies which i'm not saying that i i promote but it just is a fact yeah. of doing work over here you know yeah it's 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 a, it, it's a little bit different i do you think that um go to the go to the discussion i had with Monty a little bit about um about um bringing bringing more trades under the mandatory uh 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 I guess being 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 mandatory. I, I um, and and the reason that that sprang to mind with me is uh, is is one of the uh, one of the groups that I talk to a lot are are commercial glaziers, and oh, yeah. uh, yes, and uh, and 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 believe it or not, uh, these people are not a mandatory trade. Mm. Uh, you can be up eighty stories on a on a side of a skyscraper putting curtain wall on. And you don't have to have any kind of a, uh, a a ticket at all in Ontario to 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 do that. Now a lot of them do, but yeah. uh, you you don't uh, you don't have to. Um, what wh what do you think about what do you think about about mandatory trades versus people just you know more or less voluntarily getting into it? Is is there a? It's a well, I in my mind, there's a separation between like um, like residential renovations and then like say like new builds or mm -hmm. or even like um commercial industrial larger buildings like um for the glazer yeah like i i feel like people um the safety element of being up that high and like um you know trying to like merge your day with all these other tradesmen uh and tradeswomen on the on the site you know like that's a big site there's a lot of stuff happening and i think mandatory um trades on on sites like that yes 100 percent um you know mechanical electrical any you know anything that kind of like bumps up and interacts with that uh air air sealing a building too in my mind is really important but then like say like a tiler you know if buddy's like tiling bathrooms on the side on weekends um i don't think that that tiler should be forced to uh register um or whatever but if that tiler moves into commercial probably you know it's probably a good idea yeah uh, especially if they're tiling things that are up high that could fall off onto people you know like yeah so it's it is hard to say like in some ways it's just easier to be like well everybody should be and then everything's safer but it's i don't know if it's ideal or if it's workable you know and when you work in that when you work in the the labor concerns yeah. right finding people hiring people getting people you know like it it, it does become uh onerous for a uh for a business owner uh well, absolutely to, you know you know and like like uh the minister was saying too about um like just trying to get more people in to apprenticeships and stuff like in my experience uh working in the trades like i did try to sign up for to be an apprentice in, in several cases uh for carpentry you know but there's a real gatekeeping that happens with like private business owners that, and he says, Oh yeah, sign, sign up with me. You work for me. 
I'll get you your ticket. So yeah, I do that. Eight months later, I'm like, how's that ticket coming? You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I just got to finish a little paperwork, but I've logged all your hours. A year and a half goes by, you know, maybe it's my fault at this point. And I'm like, hey, how's that? You know, how's my uh, hours coming? Uh, and then you realize there's no hours, you know, they're not doing this. Wow. He doesn't even, there's nobody to do this, right? This happened to me two times. Uh, my brother-in-law, it happened to him. He worked out of high school for a bricklayer uh 17 years old he's he's almost 40 now and he's just leaving that company because there's no ticket there was a ticket promise there's no ticket oh my um, god so if if the minister can like dump money this 1.5 billion dollars over four years if that goes into um like making sure that legitimate companies are like training people and not just promising them uh like an eventual ticket that never kind of transpires like that that would be good. You know, like if they can yeah. just spend that money on um, there's like a big neon sign that says apprenticeships this way. And you yeah. walk through the door and it happens for you. You don't have to like, uh, you know, guess or get lied to or do work for somebody you don't even like, but you are thinking it's going to benefit you somehow. Uh, I think there's a lot of dirty tricks and I think employers uh, really take advantage of people promising them these apprenticeships because they're like, they're really hard to figure out how to get, you know? Hmm. Well, I, I, I think that that sounds like what uh, the minister was, is, is trying to address ministry is trying to address skilled trades. Ontario is trying to address uh, with uh, maybe with this online portal they're talking about They're They're, they're talking about the, the problem in the past being this sort of two stage thing where, 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 like you say, you're, you, you know, you're getting employers to submit hours and then it's a different group that's, that's uh, that's that's issuing the exam and it's a different group that's issuing the ticket and and now it's supposedly it's all condensed down and and apparently it's it's a it's a it's a one call one portal type thing and there's an online element to it so maybe right. like what you just described maybe i i'm i'm making this up as i go along here because i don't know the details yet but uh but but you know what would make sense is in the exact scenario you talked about if you could log your own hours Right. Yes. Like if you could if you could go online and and and, and log your own hours, uh, maybe that solves a big element of it. Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and even um, just thinking about. Um, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, I know we're all we're all over the we're all over the place here. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, the, the other. Well, the other the other thing, the other thing I was thinking of when you were uh uh, uh, when you were talking about that was, um, was, uh, uh, the, the, the inspection regime, um, um, what, what had you seen, uh, out there as far as, uh, as far as inspections, um, like, like, is this closely tracked to, uh, to, to, to make sure that people like, I, I'm not even sure, like, how, how would that, how would that even exist on a job site? I, you know, I'm, I don't even know, like I have been inspected by ministry of labor, Okay. Um, but they've never, they never checked tickets. They never checked, uh, like WSIB stuff, you know, like you had to carry proof of your own WSIB, mm -hmm. um, like as a subcontractor, wherever I went, I had to have proof that I had it and I paid it. Um, but I never got checked for that. I did like, they do snip, uh, extension cords that are missing the ground plug, uh, or, or whatever, little things like that. But I, I never saw any enforcement of like credentials or yeah. whatever. Um, I think that might have been maybe that was something more uh, that'll be more relevant in 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 some other 
other areas that are that are um regulated right because of course yeah. we're not talking, i mean there's not just the construction trades that are under this that the, the hairdressers are are, are yeah. under it and uh you know all, all all that all that kind of thing so maybe maybe that's where more of that mm-hmm. would go on because i i don't see how like like the the thing is again you know in ontario it's not mandatory that you be an apprentice or that you have any any sort of uh certification at all to do construction work except in the specific sub trades that are mandatory the electrician plumber oh yeah um but uh and maybe and maybe that would be maybe that would be inspected and looked at you could have an inspector walk on your site and say hey you know i I see you're i see you're putting in a water main you know do you know what you're doing uh one time one time a guy showed up uh, and we were working on a crew and a guy showed up and said hey you know can i get a job and the boss looked at him and said you look the part and he hired him just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, um, I, I remember, you know, back, back to your, back to your point about the, uh, about the bosses. Um, uh, my, my, my brother-in-law has, has the story of, uh, the, the, the total hard ass, uh, German guy that he worked for when he was, when he was young and he, and he was getting, uh, getting into the trade for the first time. And, and this guy just beat the crap out of it. Like it was, it was, you know, he was horrible to work for, you know, the guy was, just, you know, tearing a strip off you every five minutes and everything else, but he put him through for the full apprentice oh. thing and he got his ticket in the time that he was supposed to get it. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Little yeah. bit of a silver lining there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I, and man. you know, to 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 the to the stigma points, and you know, as a teacher, I know this, I know you'll have some stuff to say about this. Um, um it, it was I referenced it in the in the conversation with 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 Monty. Uh, uh one of the, you know, I'm on this press conference. And of course, there's there's reporters from some of the big uh, uh, news outlets there, right? And I, you know, I don't think they've ever seen a skilled trade. Uh, a, a lot of these guys, and uh, and uh, and and the one guy comes on and he goes, he goes, um, well, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't everyone everyone knows there's great jobs in the skilled trades. That's 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 you know that's just everybody knows all about that, right? You know, and I'm like sitting on the call just going. Well, are are you crazy? And, you know that is not the message that is coming out of educational institutions. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 if you're not in the in the woodworking and construction technology course, that is not the yeah. message that is that is coming out in a lot of the rest of the school, right? So, so you know, like, it, it, isn't that? And sorry, I'm going on, but I I, I, I got oh, yeah. another I got another story on this one. I I, I, I love <laughs> a guy. I, we sent around recently a. Um, uh, I, I just sent around on social uh, a, a, a poster that someone had put up outside the the shop class uh, in a, and it was an American high school somewhere, and it said, um, "Not sure you want to go to college or something like that." And it said, "You might want to look at a job in the skilled trades." And then it just listed trades: electrician, plumber, carpenter, millwright, da 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 da, and the and the average salary right mm. the, the the average you know what 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 you would make a year and of course you know it's stunning if you you know it, it's great <laughs> you know who yes. you know and and uh and uh, gordy i think i think we need i think we need those up right don't we need oh yeah oh man oh yeah and like it's i think that i think the stigma is changing i mean i am in a place where i'm promoting the trades all day every day to my students but um like, for instance, there is a program called the Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program, 
through high school. It's called OYAP, you know? Um, and it's like highly coveted. Only the very finest uh, students get an opportunity to enroll. And what it is, it's a triple dip. They get um, they get credit for being in class. So they fulfill some of their diploma credits. Uh, they get apprenticeship hours logged towards uh, an apprenticeship, whether it's electrician, um, a carpenter, whatever. Um, and then they also get paid a little bit. So uh, it's a highly coveted thing. And uh, our board, you know, the Peterborough Catholic Board is really, really on the trades. Uh, there's, they've joined up with the Canadian Welding Bureau and installed all these welding booths in all the schools. And there's a really big push to, um, to promote the trade. So I feel like very lucky that I'm in such a good board that really supports the trades and gets it. However, um, these highly coveted uh, OYAP spots, there's not a lot, you know, per board. We get like two, three uh, per trade, mm. which is is not a ton. It's really, really competitive for the kids that want to get into these OYAP programs. And uh, with I don't understand really why why we don't have a lot, you know, like I don't understand. Maybe there's a good reason, I, but I'm not in guidance or I'm not a principal. I'm just a shop teacher. Um, but it, I have so many kids that want to take the OYAP program. They want that, but, and I write reference letters every, you know, every spring, everybody wants in and then like one or two, uh, kids get it. So if there's more opportunities, um, to get students into apprenticeships right out of high school, there's definitely in, in my experience, there's so many kids that want to do it, but they can't find, you know, you like, you got to find a sponsor. Like I said about like, you know, you, you need, um, you need a tradesperson who is a red seal to vouch for you almost. And for kids that don't have family in the trades, you know, but they want to get into it. It's kind of hard, you know, like they got to go out cold calling on job sites. That's pretty scary for like a 16 year old kid who oh, doesn't they'll never do that. They'll never do it. Right. And uh -huh. so they want to get into the trades, but they don't know anybody and you kind of got to know somebody to get in. Um, it, that's, that's really hard. But if, if these changes make it so that it's like if it's a regional sort of matchmaker system where like I'm right around Darlington, right? So I got tons of kids who want to go work at OP, uh, Ontario Power Generation. It's right in their backyard. Um, and if there was a way to sort of like match up um, apprentices with unions or, or workers associations, whatever it is, you know, the company, whatever, however it works, um, if, that, if that part is beefed up, so it's more accessible for someone who's interested to find it without you know, having the secret knock or whatever that they're yeah. them or whatever, you know, it's kind of like that getting into the unions too, right? Like yeah. you want to go work for local 27. It's probably good if you have an uncle that already does that. If not, like you're probably going to go way up North and like install solar farms for 20 yeah. years, you know, or whatever it is. <laughs> Something less desirable. That, so that, that, you know what, go, great comments, man. That, that, that is, that is bang on. Uh, and uh, the minister is going to listen to this, by the way. So hopefully oh, your, nice. uh, your, uh, your, your, your comments will, will get to the right ears. Um, the, 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 so do you feel that, that if you had more slots for these OYAP uh, positions, that, that they would be filled? Oh, like, yeah. They're turning oh, away kids. Yes. So, so, you know, like, come on. Like, what, what? I mean, we're all out there. Everyone's out there complaining that they don't have enough labor. And, and, and there aren't enough good, there aren't enough skilled people around. 
And then even in even in the program, and I'm you know I don't know what their rationale is. Like maybe they only have so much budget for so many jurisdictions, you know, whatever has, has happened. I but I mean, I mean, even in the organization that's 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 dedicated to promoting people getting into the skilled trades, they're turning people away. That doesn't make any sense, right? It's the be. apprenticeship side, yeah, it's really I don't. And like I said, I don't want to slag talk anyone. I don't know. No, like, yeah, we don't know why, that. but um, yeah. but also like we do have other things in. Um, our schools here, we have what's called the Specialist High Skills Major Program, okay. and that is also provincial funding. I don't know if it comes um, from what from what ministry, um, but for all the like sort of the technical programs, so your um, your transportation shop, your cosmetology, hairdressing, um, I think health and wellness, you know, has one like for people that are into like you know health sciences and stuff. Um, so if it's like technical. Uh, we have what's this? Oh, there's one for arts and culture. So uh, kids, what it is, is uh, and when you're in grade 10, your second year in high school, you decide if you want to focus on this. And then there's certain courses that you have to take. And then um, we get money from the province, teachers, to set up, uh, I think it's a minimum of five, six trainings, something like that, that we get provincial money for. Um, if And then we can train our kids in uh, CPR, uh, standard first aid, and in my case, working at heights, lockout, tagout, uh, forklift, operator card, um, elevated work platforms. There's all kinds of things, you know. So cool. uh, it's good. Like you know, yeah. with at our place, like our construction one, we probably have 35 kids, and it's small school, 700 kids here. Um, transportation, same, probably 30 kids, you know. So there's a lot of appetite from these students and. Our board is really supportive and this schism program is really it really does benefit our our um our technical programs there there was some money uh that the guy at the board here was able to procure so we got a little bit extra funding we bought a job site trailer so um we can go out on the road next year we'll go build some decks uh we'll help out some places in the community maybe like uh like there's a women's shelter nearby that maybe needs some new cabinets maybe some new floor something like that so it's great, you know, we can take the kids out into the community and like um, do professional jobs, you know, and that's beautiful. That's going to be great. Get them one step uh, closer to, um, you know, starting their own small businesses or just getting a taste of, like you were saying, the adventure of the trades, you know, every day is different. You're traveling to this spot. You're going over here. You're going West End, East End. You want to take a year off and go uh, work in uh, like, you know, another country it's not just doctors without borders that does that it's like tradespeople. you go wherever and uh like you like you guys were saying um like personally i was a tradesperson and i shifted to teaching because it was it was just time for a change for me and um but i i feel so uh secure in knowing that if teaching ever dries up or anything like any kind of catastrophe happens i'm i'm so ready for it you know i can yeah. i can begin earning money immediately you know it's yeah, no problem it's 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 job for life no one can take it away from you once you once you've got the training and uh and 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 it's a beautiful scenario and and you know so so bang on point i mean i mean th there's a lot of guys uh, uh sitting in high school classrooms uh right now not yours but other ones uh uh who 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 look at at, at, at who are looking at spending another four or five years uh behind a desk uh, listening to somebody drone on uh, like a, like a death sentence. And, uh, and, 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 you know, the, the problem is, you know, they're, they're well, like Monty referenced that, you know, they're, they're, they're getting told this is, this is the only route you've got. 
and uh and you know are the only route that's that's worth taking and and man uh so untrue uh so uh it's you know that that's i i i hope that can so listen let's we're, we're running out of time um okay. but let's uh let, let's do this um uh gordy you've got uh you've got the minister's ear um what uh what, what do you think uh, what, what do you what do you see is 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 that they've got to make sure that happens going forward with this with this change in the in in the STO? What 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 do you see as the potential pitfalls that uh, that that they need to uh, they need to make sure to avoid? Well, I um, what I feel like in on in the Ontario um, building industry, I'm like a builder, you know, so I I don't really want to speak for mechanical electrical stuff. I mean, in a little bit, but. Right. I just I feel like the um, the big home builders of Ontario, you know, your your uh, your Madamies or or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they just they have so much sway, you know, they have so much power, and they I understand that they have the government's ear as well, and I I would like to I would I would like to see like more the small time operators that are um, prioritized because like. The minister said, you know, um, it's the small Main Street people that were really affected by the pandemic and anything that's going to like, that's going to help like a small business uh, get some new employees, get some new life into the business. And maybe like, you know, maybe it's not going to close after one generation. Maybe it's going to be a two generation business if we can sort of uh, breathe some new life into it. Um, and I, I would just hate to see like this skilled, uh, skilled trades Ontario um, just benefit uh, sort of the big um production companies that are they're really doing fine and um like the sh- the pandemic will not shut them down you know so mm-hmm. if there's just a way that like the small electrical contractor the small plumbing contractor those ham and eggers those guys that are going out there and doing it every day and like they're putting their kids through school and if they don't it's not going to happen you know um i just really hope that these 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 new apprentices that want to take up the trades that they get directed um, to some of the smaller companies and not, it doesn't, all the, all the sort of the cream doesn't uh, just uh, help people that maybe don't necessarily aren't hurting as bad as uh, some of the smaller outfits. Wow. Tremendous, tre- tremendous point. And, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I would hope that, uh, you know, removing fees, uh, uh, offering an online portal, you know, that, that, that would, make the, and i think this is the point is 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 to make this more accessible uh, uh hopefully to that little guy uh who doesn't doesn't necessarily you know, he doesn't have the office staff to, yeah. to be filling out paperwork all day long and uh you know this is this is where where yeah maybe maybe it maybe it could broaden out and and really get a, a swollen gordy we could go on and on about this but uh, i i gotta i gotta cut it off for time but uh i uh i i really thank you very much for uh for for having this little chat and uh we'll see how things go with the seo going forward awesome yeah i can't wait yeah it's gonna be exciting good times right on. thanks a lot pat thanks for listening to the hammer You can find episodes online at CanadianContractor.com or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. The Hammer is presented by Canadian Contractor Magazine.